All right, buddy, we're live. Welcome in. Latest episode of that SEC podcast brought to you by Twisted Tea and my bookie. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter, and I'm joined as always by my cousin Shane, who's sitting right here. <laughs> What's up, yo, Tennessee Homer? Need a cold beer after that weekend, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, man, that was rough. Mm. And Shane, I am a man that pays my debts. If you're watching on the YouTubes, zoom in on you here. Lift my face up a little bit here. This is a this is a T because I'm a I'm full on Longhorn Matthew McConaughey style. After them Longhorns whooped up on Alabama, the reverse yeah. jinx worked. Yeah. yet again, our locks of the week, god awful as always. But uh, I I hope I hope the there's some Texas people viewing this and they're getting. You know this this all in it because I hate it, but uh, <laughs> but I'm doing it for them. You know what? That's a good look, Mike. You look like a Spanish conquistador. Is that how you say that? <laughs> <laughs> Someone said, "Oh, Dave, is that Johnny Depp?" <laughs> <laughs> That's Danny. I appreciate you, Danny. Oh yeah. Though it was a it was a rough rough weekend for a lot of teams. Not all of them, but pretty much all of them. I'd like to issue an apology to. Texas A&M. Mm. I, I mean, the odds of me going 0 for 5 on locks. I mean, I thought that's impossible. It can't be done. You know what I'm saying? I believed in you. Buddy. In the fact that I didn't believe in you. Well, I mean, it started out good, and then it was like questionable. Then it turned around and, and bit me in the ass, and I'm like, I am. I'm cursed. I literally sent you that text, Mike. Like, I cannot get a bet right to save my life. Yeah. Well, and this is something we had talked about, Shane. We got we to gotta own up to it before we get into these games. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows who won the game. So what if Alabama loses, I said? What if A&M loses? God forbid. Thankfully, the rest of the teams came through. Yeah. But the two big ones, Bama and A&M, two favorites, lost. I mean, the SEC's in shambles. I'm trying not to overreact, <laughs> but this this is a down year for the league. This is, and I, and you know what, I, I feel like it's not, it's not all the players, it's not all the team. I, I, I'm telling you, I think it's a down year for quarterbacks. That's what because a lot of these games are coming down to quarterback play, and and when you look at the the key matchups, when we needed them to shine, they didn't. And uh, it's early. I don't want to panic because you got to remember there wasn't an SEC loss. And I mean, every team still can make the SEC championship. Win that, you're going to the college football playoffs. So I, I wouldn't burn everything down just yet. But some programs got a real taste of how far along they thought they were, and they and they got humbled on national TV. Yeah. The SEC got humbled on national. We got humbled. And that's hard to do, man. You know, when it gets to that point, I don't even want to open up my mentions because I'm hearing more from ACC and Big Ten and Pac-10, you know, whatever conference. They're loving this season, oh, trust me. Oh, my God, I swear. I've seen my face on, on memes I shouldn't, you know what I'm saying? So, But, but it, when it all, when the dust settles, and I'm glad we're doing this on Sunday, when the dust settles, you know, there there are a few silver linings in these games. There are some moments, some positive moments. And, and I want to, we're going to highlight that, but we are going to acknowledge the, the elephant in the room, mainly with Alabama. Cause I'm sure that's where we're going to start here. Yeah. Uh, they got They, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know about you brother, but 
I'm not convinced if Jalen stays back there that they can win 10 games. Mm. Well, before we get to that real quick, this is just yeah. shout out to all the audience. I mean, like I said, on the, on the, when I did the reaction or some of these, they're funnier than us, Shane. Yeah. Blake put on a cowboy hat on Mike and he's straight out of tombstone. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> William up here said, uh, you know, shout out to last week in quotes, what's wrong with Mike's face. That was, that was a pretty good one. Uh, yeah, they're just having a good time with this this damn thing I got going on here. It's it's god awful. I realize that. But what do you do? I mean, where do you go from here? This isn't a weekly thing. Are you gonna we're gonna trim it up? We're gonna highlight it? I mean, what 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 are you, you planning on doing? <laughs> Highlighting would be a maybe. God, you like just don't got me shave thinking. it until Texas loses again. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna. Uh, I think I'm gonna keep the stash. That's the plan right yeah, now. Okay. I got, I'm getting rid of this garbage for yeah. now. Peter, burn it up. But maybe, uh, maybe next week. You know, I don't want to get too ahead of myself. Yeah. We'll make our picks, but maybe I bet on on a game, and then maybe I'll dye it the other team's yeah, colors okay. if if they win. You know. Oh man, better your hair than mine. I've got, <laughs> I got lemon. I am very. I, you know, I have not that many options. I don't want to shave this because this is the only form of hair I can actually grow. Yeah, and I can't even do that really good, to be S- honest with you. Sincere Mathis, we'll get, we'll get to Arkansas game in a minute, but he just yeah. paid us five bucks, so I appreciate you, Sincere. He's not an Arkansas fan, but he's asking, can they win the West if they get their offense rolling? And I think that. Not necessarily Arkansas, but just the entire West. Yeah. I keep getting bombarded. Can Ole Miss win the West? Can Ole Miss win the West? We know Mississippi State fans are high on their team. With Bama, LSU, and A&M all going down two weeks into the season, yes, it's down and depressing for us SEC homers, but I think what it shows is that the West is more open than ever. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Wide open, man. I mean – it hasn't been this wide open since they – no, well, I don't know history. I was going to tie this into them going west. But, Mike, I will say this, brother. Mm-hmm. Wide open, Ole Miss, Arkansas, Mississippi State. I mean, Mississippi State right out of the gate looked like a damn world beater, you know, and if they could yeah. continue that, you know, you you can't rule them out of it either. So, do you kind of enjoy that? I mean, I again – we don't like when we got one or two – we don't like it – I personally don't like it when there's like the Alabama and Georgia and that's it. Right. Or LSU, Georgia, or LSU, Florida. Or like it's Tennessee, November you know? 1st and they've got the division locked up. Exactly. I mean, this is going to be a, a, a heated race all the way to the very end, which makes, in my opinion, for better football because at least they won't be losing to – you know, Texas or Miami, they're going to be losing to each other. So it doesn't hurt as bad because it's SEC play. But yeah, I, I think this is, this is the spin on this shitty start to the season is the fact that we are going to have some, some great games moving forward. How about uh, Shane Alexander? He says, hashtag decaying conference. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. And then Zach, appreciate you, Zach. He threw us five bucks. Michael, how do you feel? Crow, I think he's saying eating crow on A and M. Please tell me you're off the bandwagon. Mm, we'll get to there, but I don't know. I'm the fact that Alabama's down, the fact that LSU's been embarrassed. Yeah, I don't think I'm. I don't think that's writing off A and M. That's that's the the point, Mike. Is yes, A and M. And I'm not. I'm definitely not going to be kissing A and M's ass today because they lost me a lot of money. 
I didn't quite put the mortgage on this thing, but I was so damn confident that we were going to win. <laughs> we're going to have to turn some of these lights off here in a minute. <laughs> you know, save some money. But, uh, but, but I will say this, brother. Again, who are you afraid of? You afraid of Alabama now? Are you afraid of LSU? I mean, that's right. that was the thought process is if, okay, yes, A&M lost, but so did Bama. So did the Tigers, you know, so, mm-hmm. and these other teams. It didn't. They didn't come out and just all of a sudden let's let's crown them as West champs. So, right, yeah, I think this is a, a regrouping time, and there will be some separation at some point. But I didn't see it in week two. I don't think there's a clear cut champ over there. Well, and I think this what this is going to get to, Shane, or at least maybe I just fingers crossed is mm-hmm. what it is. I fell in love with college football because you just never know what you're going to get. Yeah, and again, Alabama fans—they probably think I'm just butt hurt that I'm even going to say this, but it, to me, it's bad for the sport when Alabama just shows up and steamrolls everybody. Yeah, when you have no chance to beating them, and I'm not saying they need to lose every game, but college football is amazing because home games. Yeah, because sometimes teams elevate in these key situations, and I think that's what we're getting where. We're not writing anybody off, LSU included. Fl- right. Hell, Florida included. Yeah. Fl- Florida's going to put on a show this weekend for Tennessee because their season's on the line. Yeah, They ain't going to just lay down for Tennessee Vols. Absolutely. I think this season is going to be dictated by home games and, more importantly, you know who steps up week in and week out. And I don't think it's going to be consistent because yeah. Alabama looked great week one. Yeah. And I think Texas – Took it from them, obviously. This, but we're about to get into that. But I, I think it's just going to be a week to week proposition. Mm-hmm. Who plays better? And I think home field is going to play a huge, huge role in that. Well, I'm glad you said. It. I mean, you mentioned Florida. I, I would say the Florida Gators was the only team to play a complete game Saturday. Mm. I mean, flawless. Not maybe not completely flawless, but yeah, the, going against a, a, a team that is less. McNeese State is not going to win any game in the SEC, but you looked across the conference at Eastern Kentucky and Austin P and all these other programs, these shit programs that gave the SEC a run for the money. That's right. what I don't like. Miami beating Texas A&M, sure. Texas beating Alabama, you know, it's a top 20 team, probably going to be top five when the AP poll comes out. Should be number one. Like yeah. you said, you yeah. know, so I'm not panicking that you lost to one of the best teams in the country, but I'm more, I'm panicking more on some of these other programs that couldn't put these FCS programs away. Mm-hmm. Uh, comment from Trey Tucker, cousin Shane lost so much. He, you're going to move into my side of the duplex. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to the recap. But before we do that real quick, Shane, yeah, we got a $5 request from Rusty. Appreciate you, Rusty. Can we get a hottie toddy? Hotty, t- no, well, I mean, you do it. I, here's the thing about I, I'm going to get people I, want cousin shade. I know, but I don't want to pander to. Uh, I get that, and and we're going to get to Ole Miss. And in fact, I think Ole Miss is the team everybody should be worried about in the West. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to pander to all of them for program. five bucks. I'll do it. Yeah, Hotty, Tutty, gosh, Almighty! <laughs> Look at my stupid face. All right. How about uh, we got one more five five bucks? Thank you for all the awesome con- content from Enderroid. So appreciate you, appreciate you. All right, let's let's get into it, Shane. Because big game here, huge game, SEC game in my opinion. Texas, Alabama, mm-hmm. the decaying dynasty prove yet again why they're taking a step back. 34-24 in Tuscaloosa, Shane. This is the best win 
Mm-hmm. Of Steve Sarkeesian's head coaching career, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't think that's debatable. And, hell, he doesn't even have that many good ones. Uh, Alabama, I thought we were getting back to murder ball, Shane. They're averaging 4.2 yards per carry. Mm-hmm. Last year, 5.6. So, significantly less. And I, I realize just, you know, it's two games in. Yeah. Nick Saban's first double-digit loss at home. Since 2003, Shane, when he was LSU coach against Florida. That's never happened to him in Alabama over 7,000 days. How about this stat, Shane? Alabama has now lost five of its last 19 games against Power 5 competition. So damn near a little over a quarter of the games he's losing to Power 5. And I'm trying not to pile on, but this is what I'm talking about with the decaying dynasty and we heard so many fans. Remember, Shane, what did we say? We were go- we, there was going to be two narratives coming out of this. Quinn Ewers sucks overrated or Jalen Monroe, oh, my God, he ain't yeah. the answer. And that is the – I'm not completely writing him off, but he had a horrible game at, yeah. at Innsbruck. He, he's got a nice deep ball. He's an amazing athlete. But two very bad interceptions killed Alabama. And, all, you know, all the buzz now is this. we don't have a better quarterback than Jalen Milrow, and yeah. and they don't. Well, I, I think that's the problem, man. And that's why I think Jalen, obviously, is probably the best athlete in that quarterback room. Right. And, I mean, he you can't argue with, with the abilities he has when he's out there on the football field. But you also got to point out what he can't do. And when he's doing his progression, especially when, when the shit got real, mm-hmm. it was like if – Option A is not there. I'm going to run the football. Well, Texas A, Texas, yeah, sorry, a <laughs> like, You got to get used to that one. They they had their ears pinned back, and that's what they did. They sold out to the run. That's why Alabama had a tough time running the ball. That's why Jalen at, at sometimes had a tough time running himself. But that you can't do that. This this isn't you know this ain't the fifties when we just run all the time. You know we got to have some downfield presence. And yes, he does have a beautiful ball downfield, but if he doesn't have option A downfield, again, he's tucking and running. So yeah. that's why I'm not convinced on what I saw last year, what I've seen this year, that Jalen can take these guys to an SEC championship. I'm not convinced he can get them to a college football playoff. They're going to win games because he's a, the team itself is just great. I mean, there was times the defense was awesome. There was times the offense was awesome. But he can't do it back there at quarterback. I'm out. And you know what I think? If I'm an Alabama fan, Shane, I'm most concerned about is not J- even Jalen Milrow. Because most of them already were like, after watching him last year, so this this guy's not going to do much for us. Yeah. It's that offensive line. Yeah. Where so many people, knowledgeable people on the, on these things, said this is going to be a dominant offensive line. Right. We get Cole Kublick. We love Cole. Yeah. But he keeps saying this is the only offensive line I've ever seen with three guys over 350 pounds. Well, it didn't, it didn't matter, Shane. They got dominated on yeah. the line of scrimmage against Texas, mm-hmm. which were, hey, credit to Texas. This, this is a credit to Texas, but it's also, I, I was just stunned at how often they were controlling the line of scrimmage. They were getting after Jalen Milrow. They can't run the ball, not to a, to a highly efficient level that we thought they would be. And that's what I thought was going, I thought we were playing murder ball. Yeah. I thought we were going to lean on people. And, it's just one game, but this is a horrible, horrible sign, in my opinion, that Texas out-physicaled you, outmanned you. And remember, the last time we really saw them against an SEC opponent, Arkansas, dominated that line of scrimmage. Now, that was a while ago, yeah. so 
give Texas and their staff a ton of credit for developing, recruiting, and, and getting those guys ready. But night and day different, 180 for Texas. I, I'm, I would be just so concerned if I'm an Alabama fan about, about the offensive line. Well, that and halftime adjustments. You know, this one's on, on the king, Nick Saban. It, it felt like Sark made him, Saban didn't. And that does, that's not the, the coach, the czar of college football that we grew up to. And it was like, hey, let's just keep trying to fit this square peg in this round hole, and it's not working. So, yeah. again, I'm not panicking, even though I just said it sounds like I am. You know, Alabama's got an, an awesome team. They got a team that can win the SEC, Mike. They, they showed that. The defense, the offense, they've got the dudes. But it's the small things. It's the details, uh, the stupid penalties. That's that's one of the things that just keeps lingering with with Saban's clubs year after year yeah. and setting them back. You know, it's the mistakes. These guys are not completely dialed in at practice or something. And, and you heard this. You kind of heard Nick talking about leadership and, and, and people stepping up. And, and that shows on Saturdays when, when all 11 don't follow suit, you know, so. Right. And I, I've just pulled up the schedule, game. Shane. Yeah. Uh, so next week, South Florida, I mean, I don't care. They're, they're going to beat the hell out of them. But next three, mm-hmm. just think about this real quick. Alabama, Ole Miss at home. Yeah. Ole Miss seemingly, you know, red, red hot right now. Yeah. At Mississippi State, at A&M. I mean, and then, then they got, <laughs> it don't get much easier, but I'm sitting here looking at those three. Never in my life have I looked at an Alabama team and said Ole Miss at Mississippi State and at A and M. I don't have. I'm not saying they won't have a winning record there, but I'm not convinced of it. Are you? Well, I think they'll be favorites in all three of those. Yeah, but I'm not. It's like I'm not putting money on it. Bama fans are probably happy. <laughs> uh, again, it, it was it's week two. I mean, we were crowning them week one against MTSU. So I don't want to. I don't want to panic. But sometimes, when you come out and you feel like you're better than you are, sometimes you just need to get punched in the mouth. And thank God you got a program like Texas on your schedule, and not a team like LSU or Texas A&M. You know, because when they hit. You gotta you gotta have them lose twice, you know, to to get to the SEC championship. So, right, yeah, I, I think this this game may be the best thing that could have happened for Alabama. Uh, Nima Shane, they say cousin Shane ain't betting on it because he's out of money. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> Doing those five dollar free bets, you yeah, know? yeah, absolutely. Oh, and one more shout out to you know Alabama had to lead in this game, Shane, sixteen thirteen, with two thirty eight remaining in the third quarter. Yeah, Texas outscored them twenty one to seven in the fourth in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. I mean that's alarming. Fourth quarter, that that's Alabama's time to shine. It sure as hell wasn't this weekend. And again, they they were close. I mean, look at Burton; he had three touchdowns, but only one of them counted. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, if if they don't do the holding and the, the stupid penalties again that I was telling you about earlier, who knows? Alabama could have steamrolled them. You know, got a little momentum and then just leaned on that running game. But they just when you're playing from behind, I don't have faith in Jalen. Yeah. When it, when it comes to that, not yet. Yeah. Now again. Maybe he develops into week three and week four, but as of week two, I'm I that's my biggest concern on that roster. 
Uh, Shane Alexander, uh, he says, next weekend, Bourbon Festival in Kentucky. I'll save you a couple bottles. <laughs> <laughs> Never met an ugly Shane, you know? <laughs> All right, uh, next game on the docket, Shane. Oh, God. This is just like just one bad game after another for the SEC. But this one I was truly devastated on, Shane, after yeah. all my hype. Of course, I hype all these teams. But Miami just walloped A&M 48-33. And the game started out red hot for A&M. They, they, uh, Miami went three and out. They block a punt. They set mm-hmm. up a touchdown. My, uh, A&M's got all the momentum. But, man, just this defense is, is just got awful. Fans are out on DJ Durkin. It's clear as day as uh, Mike Elko's killing it over there at Duke. You know, they're they're sorely missing their former defensive coordinator. But really, Shane, this game right before ha- half, penalties. See, Jimbo's blaming the clapping on the, oh, on the yeah. defenders. But uh, penalties, uh, halting drives for A&M, having to set up for field goals, kickoff to Miami, touchdown. A&M trying to go for it on fourth and short, but not, unable to do it. Man, it would, right there at, at the beginning of the, of the second half, Miami took all the momentum and never gave it back. Yeah, yeah. And here, I'm sorry, here we go. I'm not going to apologize the entire show, I promise. But, uh, yeah, I just, I've never, I was so confident in that game. I was not worried about Miami at all. I mean, look at the fans. Nothing against them. I mean, they showed the ones that showed up. Kudos to you. Mm-hmm. But the other sixty thousand that didn't make it to the stadium, you know, it, <laughs> it was embarrassing, you know, to consider that home field advantage. But they did it, man, and they rocked. And and yes, Texas ain't. If I mean, if you're looking at it, it's got to be the defense. Is it, I, as much as I'd love to blame somebody on the offensive side or, or maybe some play calling, maybe a little bit of, con, you know, but I, I, you put up over 30 points, you put up over 400 yards total offense, you know, your defense is going to have to help you out a little bit. And that was supposed to be the strongest part of this team, Mike, mm-hmm. was this defense. How how much, how many times do we kiss their ass about how great this defensive line is and how awesome the secondary is? And Miami's just carving them up. It felt like at the end of the game they weren't even trying. Five touchdowns know? for the Miami quarterback, Van Dyke. <laughs> Five <laughs> touchdowns. God. And how, look at this drive chart, Shane. So was Dan Marino down there. Miami, they opened the game two, three and outs. So you're thinking, hell yeah, this is A&M we thought. Yep. Touchdown, touchdown. Missed a field goal, touchdown, field goal, punt, touchdown, field goal, touchdown. I mean, this is just awful. With all this amassed talent in, in College Station, and again, you know, it's not necessarily doom and gloom, but it does not set up well for the rest of the season, Shane, that, uh, that we can't slow down freaking Miami, which I, I don't know, Shane. This is uh, thankfully they got ULM next weekend, so they can kind of ease into it. But then the SEC gets rolling. Hugh Freeze, we'll get to them, but uh, that has them rolling. Jimbo, is this too bold, Shane? If Hugh Freeze, freaking Hugh Freeze, takes Auburn, yeah, which is playing with like one hand t- tied behind their back. If Hugh Freeze beats Jimbo Fisher in College Station in two weeks, does Jimbo get fired? Yeah. 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 Year one. And I heard someone someone commented on this the other today, just today, Shane. They said, Why are all all y'all non AM people wanting to fire Jimbo? When and they said, you know, we gotta give him time and all this. It's year six. Yeah. It's Miami, it's year two. 
Heupel's year three, Beamer year three, uh, LSU year two. I mean, all around the conference, yeah. it does not take you six years to field a competitive team. Right. What in the hell are we talking about? That's why we're upset because yeah. we want Texas A&M to be good. We don't want every offseason idiots like us to say, this is the year, buddy. <laughs> they got this quarterback. They got this receiver. They got this defensive line. Dude, the schedule sets up, I mean, nine, ten wins easy. Yeah. And then they just fall flat on their face again and again and again. And you're wondering why we're upset. I'm wondering why they're not upset. Yeah. I, I don't Maybe they, Maybe they're drinking that milk down there. I don't know. It, it doesn't make sense to me. Because when I look at it, I get more frustrated with A&M than I do my own Vols sometimes. Because when I, especially like last year, they, right. they at times I felt like they had more talent than Tennessee. Why, why, Tennessee almost made it to a college football playoff. Right. And and you guys didn't even make a bowl. And, and we're, we keep we keep putting it off. And, again, A&M has got some of the nicest fans out there. But sometimes you got to get fired up. And if fired up, is is not losing to Miami, getting embarrassed by an ACC team like that. I mean, we saw them last year. You can't act like you've never seen this team before. You played them last year. And this time last year was when we started having concerns about this program. They still won. Remember that? They won mm-hmm. and didn't make a bulk. Now you lost to them, and we're like, ah, oh, they'll be all right. They'll be fine. They'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm a little worried. I'm not saying we fired Jimbo next week. But I swear to God, if he loses to Auburn, yeah, in year one, in year one, that's, and, and that's I'm not the defining part. Freeze, and, and and I'm just saying that program removed all the names off the helmets and the and the shoulder pads and everything like that. You've got a team over here that's got 95 overall, and you got one over here that's got 80. You mm-hmm. know, and if you get beat by them, then yes, I believe Jimbo should you should remove him, give now, it to Bobby. Now that being said, I don't think the offense killed him. Yeah, Connor Wigman, two picks, two touchdowns though, three hundred thirty-six yards. One, the receiver fell down. He played tough. He had to throw it fifty-three times. You're not going to win games no. with the quarterback throwing it fifty-three times. But I don't know, man. Uh, the, the defense has got to. I don't know how you fix it with this dominant defensive line. That the secondary was in shambles. I think they're going to face a lot better passing attacks than Miami in the SEC. So they they got to get that shit corrected right. quickly. I, I, I think that's that's your biggest concern. You know, we we just talked about Alabama. I mean, we can make an argument that Texas is one of the best teams in the country. Right. I can't make that argument with Miami, you know. I can't make an argument that they're even the best in their own conference. Right. You know, so – I, I I don't want to I don't want to give him any more airtime, but I, I I'm just pissed off. I, you should we should kick that helmet off right there. They should not. They're gonna have to earn that table, Mike. You know what I'm saying? Disappointed. All right, how about uh, big? All right, now we get to a win, brother. This was okay. One of the more exciting results of the weekend in the SEC. Didn't have to do any stupid bets for this one, Shane, because Ole Miss goes on the road. And beats mighty too late, <laughs> thirty-seven to twenty. Oh, who cares? Their quarterback, star quarterback, out for the game. Who cares, Shane? Who cares? They were. It was a ball game in the fourth quarter. This is the best win of the season here in the SEC, arguably. I mean, you can make the case. Yeah. If because a lot of people don't honor Texas SEC, we do, but a lot of people don't. This may be the best win of the SEC season, beating a ranked Tulane on yeah. their field. Where's that camera? Put it over here. Hotty toddy, gosh almighty, come on. I even got the blue on today, Mike. And I will say this, from a visual 
perspective, forget the game itself. Aesthetically pleasing to watch this game. I don't know yeah. if you saw it, the colors, the feel. Oh yeah, it was it was good. Now that was there some bad things happened with Ole Miss. Yes, yeah. But most importantly, Mike, when it when they when they got their backs against the wall, Lane Kiffin and company found a victory here, and it is. Tulane's a good team. Uh, we're, we shit on them a little bit, but right. but they, they really are going to win a lot of games this year, and uh, this was a good test for Ole Miss. Yeah, and another big game by Jackson Dart. I loved what I saw from him, but here's a troubling thing. Two things stood out to me. Yeah. One of 13 on third down. That's awful. Yeah. That's, that's how you keep Tulane in the ball game. At what point are we concerned, Shane, about Judkins? Now. 18 carries. <laughs> 48 yards. I, I put that more on the offensive line than I do Judkins because he's making he's making plays. He's making guys miss, but he's having to make guys miss at the line of scrimmage, yeah. which is not what you want to see. I know we just hyped up Tulane, but this is SEC versus Tulane. Right. He should not be having to break tackles in the backfield on the line of scrimmage. Ole Miss got to get this offensive line going in a hurry. If Jackson Dart was, was not – Getting better, like I, like he is. But if he was playing like he did last year, Ole Miss probably would have lost this game. Do you think I'm cursed so bad? The fact <laughs> that I mentioned him as a dark horse Heisman. Do you think? I think that I'm at that point, Mike. Two weeks in. Um, yeah, I'm not worried about Junkins because you did get to see him a little bit in the receiving game, which is which is going to be fun and exciting moving forward. But I am concerned about this offensive line because not only did they have trouble getting going, but there was times Jackson was running for his life. Yeah. You know, so these are little things we've got to clean up now. I mean, immediately because you're, do you have their, their schedule coming up? Yes, sir. So Ole Miss, it's going to get tricky here in a minute, Shane. Georgia Tech this week, yeah. easy. At Bama, mm-hmm. LSU at home, Arkansas at home. That's, Three of the next four. Right now, you can make an argument that those three are the toughest defense fronts that they're going to see. And I mean, well, until Georgia, remember? Well, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You always forget Georgia's all now. I know. Until they play somebody relevant. I, I, I no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bulldogs. I'm getting, you got a, you got a good one this week, but. I, but yes, other than Georgia, right, Alabama is right. going to. I mean, you think Tulane was bringing the, the house? You wait till Alabama, Arkansas. We're going to get to them here, man. Say what you want. That defensive front is legit. Yeah, and, and they're going to be bringing the house, and they're aggressive. And then what was the other one? Uh, LSU, LSU. You know, and, and apparently they figured it out this week against Grambling. So, absolutely, if that offensive line does not fix their their mistakes by Georgia Tech then Ole Miss is out. There's no way they're going to win the West. Right. So, I mean, again, we're, they had several guys out. They're tight ends or receivers. I get it. But Tulane's quarterback was out. That's a pretty big deal. You know what I mean? So, th- that was a that was a tough one to, to watch at times. Yeah. I feel like they should have dominated with the quarterback out. Should have dominated. Yeah, but I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because that – Believe it or not, that was kind of a wild environment down there. I mean, the fans, Tulane fans were, I mean, this was a cool place. I was glad we got to see this game. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm not panicking because they didn't blow them out because sometimes we, we've seen coaches, and we're going to get to a few of them, that sometimes the backups are better than the starters. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, how about this one, Shane? This was a fun game at night, Mississippi State. Beats Arizona 31-24 in overtime. 
But this was a sloppy, ugly game too, Shane. Again, based on what happened Saturday, mm-hmm. any win should be celebrated in the SEC because some yep. people didn't get them, and some people looked awful in wins over lesser competition. Arizona, I wouldn't say lesser competition, but here's the key to the stat to the game, Shane. Arizona had five turnovers. Yeah. Mississippi State had one, and they still took it overtime. Yeah. And that quarterback, Delora, whatever his name was, I mean, he could sling it, but yeah. I called him Brett Favre. You know, I yeah. mean, he'll he'll give you a good play, and he'll give you three boneheaded plays. Yeah. And he was throwing pick after pick after pick, and Mississippi State was capitalizing. Let's give it to him. But it's wild to see the 180 that Mississippi State has become on offense. They're just like a ground-and-pound team now. Yeah. And Will Rogers is just dinking and dunking like he's always said. I thought we were getting explosive offense. What do you offense. think that is? Do you think they're – I don't think they're afraid of Will Rogers. Like they're, they're, you don't think they're holding him back or anything, do you? I think they don't trust him to push the ball down the field accurately. Hmm. That would be what because I'm. I just pulled up his passing chart here, Shane. I mean, it's six yards minus one, seven, four, twenty-three, which that was a behind the line of scrimmage that yeah. busted six, fifteen, eight, thirteen, nine. 37 and six. I mean, they just, they are refusing to push the ball down the field for whatever reason. Maybe it just doesn't fit, you know, the scheme with, with what they're trying to do. They're setting up the pass to, or the run to set up the pass, but it's, it's wild, brother. 39 rushes, 17 pass attempts. This is like I said, a complete 180 and only two running backs. Shane had over eight yards in the ball game. So they're, they only have a, a few guys that they trust to carry the ball. Yeah. So, I I mean, they're winning. I'm not criticizing them for winning, but yeah, I don't know I, if this strategy can, can, can continue. But I will say the offensive line and marks are – they're hitting right now. Yeah. You know, uh, arguably the best running back in the SEC at this point. Um, so – if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Maybe that's the strategy they're going on uh, with here. But eventually, they're going to load that box and they're going to force Will Rogers to to throw it down the field. I mean, like you said, it just feels like it's wide receiver screen after running back. I mean, you know, it's just constantly, constant keeping it at the line of scrimmage, which is a theme. I've seen a lot of teams do it, not just Mississippi State here, but. Again, we're going to have to start stretching the field so that Marks and company can continue to have those over 100-yard days. And a big game for them coming up, Shane. They got LSU. Pull the schedule here. But again, five turnovers. We, mm-hmm. I want to shout out to the defense here. Yep. When, you know, if it weren't for the defense, they would have lost this game. No if doubt. It, if it weren't for the defense, they, they may have lost in overtime there. I mean, it was almost like – that bend don't break, and man, that it was about to break. You know, it felt right. like we, we were starting to get some cracks there at the end. But kudos to that defense stepping up because we thought there would be a drop off with that defense this year, and they're, they're the holding the that, team together. Yeah, absolutely. But so they got SEC Nation coming to town. So that's you know circled as the best game in the yeah. SEC by the SEC Network, hosting LSU. This is a real opportunity, Shane, for Zach Arnett and Mississippi State. To come away with a huge, like, I don't want to say program-defining win, but Mississippi State doesn't beat LSU that often. Yeah. And they're getting them at home. They're getting them at the right time. And there's something I've said about other teams. Mississippi State is far from playing their best football. Yeah. And they're 2-0. and Yeah. And if they can put it together for four quarters, 
I think they can beat LSU. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah. I, that's that's what I'm saying. If they if they play like they did in the first half, mm-hmm. they can beat anybody. Man, that defense was ball hawks. I mean, they were all over them. But again, we're going to need a little bit more on the offensive side. We, I, I'm just I'm kind of frustrated because I was so high on Will Rogers coming into this. And they're not, it's like they're not letting him, like they know something we don't. You know, he's out there in preseason doing snaps with his dad, and we're talking about all the throwing <laughs> they're doing and everything. And what were they just doing? Throwing the sideline the entire time, you know? Come on. Yeah. All right. How about this one, Shane? I know you're going to hate this one. Well, yeah. they won at least. Mizzou, 23, Middle Tennessee, 19. Brady let them cook, 14 to 19, mm. 204 yards. Two touchdowns, but brother, 173 on the ground. This was a game where Bazoo was in control for a lot of it, but they kept that door, they kept that door cracked open, and MTSU bust right through it and nearly came back and won this football game. This this would have been the ugliest result of the day here had they with so much hype with with Missouri and what's coming yeah. next week. They almost didn't even get to that point without dropping one. I'm telling you what, Mizzou fans, I get it. I get it. I, I got tweeted all weekend. They said, you see what it's like being a Mizzou fan? I am discouraged, brother. <laughs> Not by this defense. I still love them. And, and we'll get to those guys here in a little bit. Yeah. But this offense is the exact same damn offense that we saw last year. What was the point of hiring an offensive coordinator if we're going to get the same shitty offense? You know? And, I, and we're going to get – to to cook Dayton, you know, who cooks Dayton <laughs> these days, but Brady Brady ain't got it, man. Brady's not gonna get this team to ten wins. I I hate to say it, man. I think yeah. he's a good kid. You know, he ain't dating my daughter, but I, <laughs> I, I will say this. He his his ceiling is too low, you know? Let's I think it's I think if if Eli if he keeps his wagon hooked to Brady, he's gonna go down. He won't. He'll lose a job. I've seen coaches do this. Yeah, you know, but Butch Jones. Mm-hmm. I, I keep bringing up Tennessee shit, but he went. Uh, Jalen hurt him and hip. They were hip and hip. Forget uh, 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 Camara sitting on the bench. You know, forget yeah. coming out and doing. You know, having a hell of a game his first. Season. It's like, what what are we doing? You know, I, I get it. You like the kid, but Eli has sh- has showed these tendencies where he just he just buries like he'll die with them. You know. And it's it's not just him. I mean, you could argue the same thing with Schrader. You know, uh, there 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 was a um, a couple of moments that I just I don't know. You 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 remove Brady's two biggest plays. One was that broken pass, uh, wheel route, whatever, and the other one was uh, Luther's fifty. I mean, mm. the kid had twelve completions for a hundred yards. You know. Against MTSU that just got butchered by a quarterback, we just said can't win it at Alabama, you know. So right, right. I'm not completely panicking here on on Mizzou, but the defense can't do it all. They're going to have to help have some help on the other side, and it feels like this coaching staff, um, it's just and, and this quarterback aren't they're just not doing it. Tell right. me I'm wrong, Mike. Tell me I'm panicking. A You're exactly bit. right. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but we and we got a big game coming up here, Shane, and we asked. Uh, on uh, online after these games, we'd we'd love for more of y'all to call in. We got a call in line. Uh, we've been throwing that out Saturdays during the reaction, but the call in line is six one five nine six five five one five two, and we got two Mizzou fans, Shane, called in. Yeah, 
they're even more upset than you. So <laughs> let's kick it over to them real quick here. This, this is good stuff here. We got a couple more from a different fans, but we're just going to do the Mizzou ones real quick. Hey, y'all. I appreciate the love you sent Mizzou's way this offseason, but damn, it was not deserved. Have you seen what they've been doing? Have you seen them play against Middle Tennessee? This is a joke. Eli Drinkwitz is a joke. Brady Cook's a joke. Back to the drawing board, boys. Season's over. We didn't deserve it. And then one more. Hey, this is Ms. Mike. I'm telling you right now, Coach Drink, fire him. You have how many receivers that are five stars, four stars, and you have Cook and you have Horn, but Cook's a great guy, you know, such a great guy. I'd let him date my daughter too, but, man, he does not have talent. Ridiculous. You have Sam Horn there. Let him develop. You should have did it last year when he was cooked with her. So dumb. Nate Pete, way better running back than Schrader. Probably, Schrader's probably a great guy, too. So ridiculous. Ridiculous. You have too much talent to only have 23 points. Fire drink. This is ridiculous. M-I-Z. All right. So this is another one, Shane, that it is kind of funny where I'll pull up the schedule here, but we're doom and gloom. We're two and oh, yeah. I mean, this that's life as an SEC fan right there. I mean, we're, we're disappointed in the results, but yes, we are two and oh. And how about this, Shane? Because I saw this uh, posted, I think it was on Reddit. So I want to give, give them credit over there at the Mizzou credit, but Kansas State game. I know we've been hyping it up. We're so excited. That's next on the docket. They uh, destroyed Troy, which yeah. which won like 11, 12 games last, last season. But the Kansas State game, maybe this is putting too much stock in one game, but will it define the career of drink at Missouri? Uh, I don't think it will define his career, but it will start the downward spiral if they lose. Mm. Expectations are high. Yeah, in, in 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 Mizzou, and they should be. Mm-hmm. They really should be. This is a team that's brought back a lot of returning starters. You know, there was that quiet confidence he had at SEC Media Days. Yeah, you know these the, the fans feel it like this is the year we're gonna we're gonna do it. And then we come. That's what's so frustrating is it feels like we're back in 2022 with this offense saying, "Well, Brady will eventually figure it out." Well, it's that boneheaded mentality that is going to cause you to what what do we got to do? We got to lose at Kansas State before we make a change, you know? That even the quarterback competition. Now, I told you this week 1 it drove me nuts. You know, it was not fair, you know? Like he came out and said we're going to have two quarterbacks, but did we really? Mm-hmm. It was Brady Cook and then oh, here's a little bit of Sam. This will make the fans happy. Right. And and that's that's not you I think you should have rolled out Sam this game. Done one game with with Brady, one game with Sam, and then we'd know going into this Kansas State. But mm-hmm. uh, but I am just I am extremely worried about this game. So don't fear, Mizzou. I will not be locking you down this week for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of being locked down, Shane, that's uh, one of our uh, presenting sponsors is My Bookie, where we have our locks of the week. Head on over to mybookie.ag today. Sign up for a new account and use promo code that SEC T H A T S E C, and they're willing to give you an instant fifty percent initial deposit bonus immediately with that promo code that 
SEC, T-H-A-T-S-E-C. And Shane, all mm. these fine folks got to do is fade our locks of the week, our my bookie locks of the week. And they're going to be they're going to be winning week in and week out. Shane's 0 for five. Yeah, I'm I'm calculating right now. If you put two hundred dollars, <laughs> you'd be like twelve grand right now. If you just doubled up on my on my bookie locks. Yeah. So I mean, how could you not take advantage of this offer? It would really really help the podcast if you do that. Uh, we're also brought to you by Game Time Sidekicks. Shane, we got our Game Time Sidekicks right here. Not only do they do Tennessee, but they do all. 16, yes, 16 SEC teams, every Power 5 team over at Game Time Sidekicks. And with the promo code SEC, get you 20% off your entire order. This is some outstanding stainless steel cupware. Uh, They got sippy cups, dog bowls. My dog, when he's not barking on the pot, he's drinking from a Game Time Sidekicks dog bowl. So head on over to GameTimeSidekicks.com. And at the checkout, don't forget the promo code. That's the important part. SEC gets you 20% off your entire order. And we're also brought to you by Prize Picks. I went two for three on Prize Picks, Shane. If you go two for three, that's another great thing I love you about win. it. You win money. Yes. So, yes, Quinn Ewers got me. But Jalen Milrow, he went over, as as did Connor Wigman. Yeah. He had to throw 53 passes, but he did it. <laughs> so head on over to prizepicks.com, daily fantasy sports, and same promo code as a game time, SEC. And they're willing to match your initial deposit up to 100 bucks. Daily fantasy sports brought to you by Prize Picks. We love Prize Picks. They got NFL, NBA, they got all of it, but we love it because they got college football and, of course, SEC. So yep. head on over to Prize Picks. There's links in the show notes to all these fine sponsors. Help the show stay independent. Take advantage of these sponsorship opportunities. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted T. Your go-to game beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and picks a flavorful punch, 5% alcohol, and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering on your favorite SEC team. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love of college football. Keep it twisted. The podcast is also brought to you by Game Time. Head on over to GameTime.co and use promo code THATSEC for $20 off your first purchase. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Game Time is the place for the last-minute ticket sales. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Head on over to GameTime.co. Snag tickets without the stress. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code that. SEC for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem that SEC for 20 bucks off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Yeah, especially now since I'm losing all the money. <laughs> uh, all right, Shane, how about the, you know who also who didn't win? This is this was a fine fine win, Shane. I'm going to give it to him. Auburn yep. going on the road 14 to 10. It's like a baseball game out there. Peyton Thorne may have been 9 of 14 for 94 yards, but he had two touchdowns. Yeah. This was a defensive battle here 
I didn't know they played defense in the Pac-12. I found out on Saturday night, Shane, right on this couch. I've, I did fall asleep. I had to wake up Sunday and rewatch it to see what I missed. But it was a defensive struggle. Thank God Cal's kicker sucks. He missed yeah. three field goals. Oh, God, one yeah. won them the game. But, Shane, this is year one. This is going across the country with a team that doesn't even know each other. They don't know the coaching. They don't know the – you know, so many moving pieces. This would have been a Jimbo Fisher excuse if it, this was A&M. Yeah. But this is Hugh Freeze and Auburn Tigers doing what it takes to win on the road. It was ugly as hell, but nobody cares. At the end of the season, they're going to say, wait, how many did they beat Cal by? They don't care. They right. care that you got the win. Yep. And this is going to build more momentum. And what do we keep saying about Auburn? They're going to get better as the season gets along. So getting these wins early is just so paramount to them having a good season. Uh, I, I think – Again, ugly as hell. Yeah, but this massively important, scrappy, scrappy team, and and that's that's what this program is going to be this year. They're going to do. They're going to lean on different sides of the ball, you know. And last week it was offense. This week it was defense. Yeah, that that defense. They had a bend don't break mentality. I I know that's cliche, but that's the damn truth. Mm -hmm. They they let them get some yards. But when it came crunch time and in the red zone, they stopped them and thank God they got a shitty kicker <laughs> and they came away with a win. But if you're an Auburn fan, how pumped up are you watching games like this? Imagining wait till Hugh starts getting his recruiting classes come through here, buddy. Right. I'm, it, if you're already going on the road to Cal, which you replaced the coach that we had last year. I ain't going to mention his name because he's gone. But but if that was the case, you guys would have lost. And now you come with a team that was decimated and put together in the transfer portal, and then you come out here and you're 2-0 to start the season? Golly, watch out, man. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Hugh gets some people to cook with. They're going to win a lot of football games down there. And I can't remember the last time, Shane, that an SEC team – Threw for 94 yards and won a football game. <laughs> yeah. It was probably, remember when uh, Lim Bowden there for Kentucky was like Wildcat? Yeah. But that was like, that was not even an offense. That was old, like, 1930s Absolutely. football. You know what? Boy, they tried everything. Well, I mean, it was good to see Hunter back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it wasn't as productive as we'd like. But, but again, it, it's just finding a way. And and they did. It wasn't a pretty game. Thank God I didn't stay up and watch this one. I did finish it the next day. I was like you. I I, I, didn't, I ain't gonna lie. I didn't even watch kickoff, man. I was out. I was passed out. Mm-hmm. But the next morning, I got up. It was the first game I watched from start to finish, and it, it just it came down to the wire. And that's what we love about these games, you know. And kudos to the fans traveling uh, because yeah. you could tell there was a lot, a lot, of, of, lot of fans fans out there. And he went and go saw him after the. That was pretty cool. I thought. Yeah. He knows. He knows how to play the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> how about uh, Tennessee, Shane? Oof. Oh, oh, oh. Next game. <laughs> 30 to 13 over Austin P. Joe Milton. Mm. Shaky, put it kindly. Off target. Passes were high behind receivers. A lot of drops. And I think the if I'm a Tennessee fan, Shane, I think the biggest concern that I have going into this Florida game, mm-hmm. I can't recall. Any big passing plays, really, this entire season. No. They've not been there. Now, McAllen Castles, if you just look at the box score, he had a 43-yard touchdown, but that was basically him catching the ball and running for 43 yards. Yeah. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I'm not counting that. The running game was still there. Tennessee's defense, buddy. Buddy. 14 tackles for loss, seven sacks, 
two turnovers. Yes, I get it. It was Austin P. Yeah. But the defense is carrying them. The defense in the running game right now, Jalen Wright, 118 yards on the ground. But lack of execution in the red zone is killing them. And now the offense is hitting some speed bumps in crucial situations heading into conference play, not only into conference play, but on the road, in the swamp, Swamp Kings. That's a tough place to play. We're going to be talking about that game all week. Thoughts on Tennessee struggling against Austin P. <sighs> Buddy, you know, I was not in the right frame of mind to be online when this one was going on. And and not to mention, it was so damn frustrating to find the damn thing. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I try to get on my TV, and I'm sure there's a way to do it. And I could do that, but it, I'm, here I am holding my my little phone, watching this shitty football game, and and I'm trying to stay positive. I really am. <laughs> Clearly, I'm not. But I will <laughs> say, it wasn't just Joe. Okay, I want to be fair. There was a lot of drops in this game, but you hit the nail on the head. The reason that Tennessee was so good last year, besides obviously Hinton Hooker, was the fact that he was able to stretch the field with these. If you're not stretching the field, this offense can't work. You know what I'm saying? There's not – and it's not – here Here you got a quarterback that went all offseason throwing 90 yards and the longest pass we throw during this game is like 10. Yeah. You know, I mean, what's the point? You know, and, and to save it up for the Florida Gators – and then if we find out we can't do it, then we go three and out. Then Florida takes a 10-minute drive. Then Tennessee's getting screwed. They, they, I am very – Tennessee, I don't know, man. I, I'm trying not to – I'm drinking out of my Joe Milton cup. I, I'm still uh, – clearly he's not going to win a Heisman. Sorry about that hot take, you know, in the offseason. <laughs> but, but I am very worried about this offense with him at the realm. Uh, I'm, I'm not seeing – the light at the end of the tunnel. How about this comment from Carl? Shane, make Florida your lock of the week. Ooh. I'm headed to the <laughs> plasma bank, he says. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, the defense, that's the silver lining here. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, this Austin P came out and they ran every damn gimmick play that's known to man. They, they've, they've ruined the rest of their season. They've thrown every <laughs> wide receiver reverse screen pass that they got. And, uh, and, and kudos to them for fighting. This was a scrappy group, but it'll be the last damn time they're showing up in Knoxville because they were too scrappy in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, that as, lot- as was that coach. Shane oh loves God. that coach now, but let, let me say this. They should punish him by not putting a camera at that sideline because he's been practicing his temper tantrums all week long, you know? Let me let me ask you about this, though, about Tennessee. Yeah. The plays are there. They're yeah. just not being made. Could you argue that, hey, a ball gets caught here, a pass is a little bit more on target there, and if those things start to click – could you see this offense kind of exploding? Is is that fair to even suggest? Absolutely. You know, and, and that's one of the things. We were sold this offseason how good these receivers are. And I'm seeing a lot of drops. And I know you could you could Joe's guilty, but to build Joe's confidence, when it does hit your hands, you come down with it. And you know, one of the one of the videos I saw uh last year was Hyatt after that five touchdowns. I don't know if you remember that. Mm-hmm. After the five touchdown performance, he was in there that night, or maybe it was the next day, on the jugs machine. 
yeah. you know, and that's the kind of mentality these receivers should have if they're going to go to the next level. You don't drop, you don't get to that level and then drop passes. And, and you could say they weren't all bullets, you know, there were some easy layups and these guys dropped them. And then all of a sudden the drive stops. And then next thing you know, you're punting. So yes, the, it was a full team shit display on offense. Uh, well, except, except the running backs, we got to give, I mean, yeah, they ran their asses off. Um, uh, but other than that, I, I'm I'm very disappointed with the the explosive plays of the Volunteers because to make this offense work like it's supposed to, you're gonna have to have them because if you go three and out with this new clock rule, you could you could find yourselves in trouble, you know, and that's exactly where Austin P had them, and it's embarrassing I even said that. Yep. I can't believe I said that. JJ Trucking says he will pay you not to lock the Gators. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, all right. So uh, next on the docket, God, this was a, this was a rough one, Shane. We had hopes for Vanderbilt coming into the year. I'm about ready to write them off, Shane. Lose 36 oh. to 20 to Wake Forest. AJ Swan, another guy we hyped up, interception right out the gate. Three turnovers in the first half. Mm-hmm. They were still in it. But Wake Forest pulled away there in the end. There was a, an exchange. It was weird. Wake had – they were going to score turnover. Vanderbilt was going to score on the goal line turnover. It was a turnover fest down there. But uh, I don't know, Shane. I'm, I'm, I guess we got our, our hopes too high for Vanderbilt. They're, they're kind of crashing right now, it looks like to me. At this moment, I can't see Vanderbilt winning any SEC games. Like, I've made the argument that, you know – Maybe if you catch Auburn right, yeah, you know, maybe if you if if Kentucky or Florida's down again, but at this moment, this is a team that's played three football games and they seem further behind than almost all these programs. You know, it's like yeah. I'm not seeing the progress that I was expecting from Swan, and that's a little disappointing. But it's not just him; it's the playmakers. Uh, uh what's his name? Uh, Shepard and yep. now McGowan had that big one. Oh, yeah, uh, but other than that quiet all night and these are two guys that are better athletes than anybody on wake force's team and somehow we still can't manage to isolate them and get them in space so is that swan is that the offense is this the play calling i don't know but it's frustrating as an sec fan to watch that because this is a team you could have beat and you really really needed to yep yeah it was just it was just disappointing all right, how about uh, Arkansas, Shane? 28-6 to over Kent State. And this was another. I mean, it was an ugly showing. Thank God we got KJ. Mm-hmm. We can't run the ball. And what did I say on Friday? Red flag, red flag, red flag. With this offensive line, the inability to dominate on the ground with all these great backs, mm-hmm. with the guy we think is the best quarterback in the SEC, yet they cannot get a push against Kent State, which lost by 50 points to Central Florida week one, I am officially concerned about the Arkansas offensive line. Now, the defense, swarming, getting turnovers. They're playing lights out. Again, the competition's poor, but this is what the offense should be doing. Yeah. And if we can get the offense going, we may have a hell of a team here, but the part of the team that I thought would be dominant, be the strength, I'm not saying they're a weakness, but they're they're not getting it done, and I, I'm concerned. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, that's <laughs> it's like the offensive line. They they should still be in that stadium doing laps. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was embarrassing. That was – I mean, you about got your quarterback killed. And, and KJ's a tough guy to bring down, but, boy, he took some licks, unnecessary licks that mm-hmm. he couldn't help because the offensive line missed blocks, missed assignments. Like you said, couldn't open up holes for the running game. So, yeah, this and, – and that's what blows my mind is when you got Sam Pittman there – why are we having problems with the line, you know? And I'm not saying this is all on Sam, but that, I guess that's my biggest alarm. I do want to point out the positives. Though. You, you, you you mentioned it. It's the defense, mm-hmm. This especially the defensive front. I mean, these guys are hungry, angry, ugly. I mean, they're in the backfield the entire game. Allowed only 26 rushing yards, Shane. My favorite part was in the fourth quarter when it didn't even matter. They're down there. Goal line stand for an hour. I mean, that was the – these guys should be eating steak while the offensive line is bringing it out. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah. They, they should do something like that because I'm, I'm just I'm just disappointed. But there's, there's, there's little pockets of, I don't know, like, like KJ, when he did have time, mm-hmm. I mean, he was a surgeon out there. Yep. Some of those passes he had, I mean, you're quickly reminded why we think he's one of the best, if not the best quarterback in the SEC. But if he doesn't have that time and he's running for his life, you know, we're not going to see that greatness. You're not going to win the West. So, again, this is all going to come down to those front five figuring it out. And and I have confidence that Sam will, but the the runway is short now. Also, you know? eleven tackles for loss. I should have said that too with the defense. <laughs> I mean, they're they're playing their their asses off. They scored Absolutely. the first touchdown of the game. BYU though, tricky opponent. Yeah. BYU has tripped up many an SEC teams coming to Fayetteville, thankfully. So, gonna have that home field advantage. But a real opportunity here, Shane, to get some momentum once again heading into SEC play. Must win. I think against BYU, oh, yeah. don't you? There, do you have their? Give me their their next five. BYU at yeah. home, at LSU, yeah, A and M in Arlington, at Ole Miss, at Bama, and it's it's wild because those don't look as daunting as they did a few weeks ago. So, momentum is what's going to be key here with Arkansas, mm-hmm. and you lose it all if you drop it to BYU. So yes, this is a very very important game. And, and, again, establish what we want to do moving forward. That's run the football, give K.J. plenty of time to throw, and in a relentless, aggressive defense, which I absolutely love. Yeah. Well, and uh, if they just – I'm just I'm just amazed by K.J. still. I mean, yeah. he's hitting people. You know, usually when you I, hit – when, when a quarterback gets tackled, sometimes a quarterback gets hurt. I mean, he is legitimately hurting defenders who try to hit him. Yeah. I mean, it's it's insane. And he's making plays, you know, the bad snap. He's having to pick it up. He's having to run for his life. And, oh, yeah, there's a guy wide open in the end zone. I'm going to fire it and hit him. I mean, they'd be in massive trouble without KJ. Yeah. They need to help him. And and uh, Tesla, that new receiver, he's incredible. So, I mean, they've got the pieces. They just got to put it together. I've got to turn the music down when I can't find the road I'm supposed to turn on, you know? And here he is running (laughs) for his life, getting hit, and finding a a little pinhole back there in the back of the end zone. It's just, it's it's crazy, the awareness he has. Yep. 
All right, uh, next on the di- Georgia. Shane, we haven't even talked about the two-time national champion, no respect, Georgia Mike. Bulldogs. No <laughs> Beat Ball State 45-3. to Put a whipping on them. Mm. Not a first-quarter whipping. It was tied. Everybody was freaking out. Their fans included were freaking out. It was 0-0 zero, yeah. zero after one. But then uh, collective effort, special teams, defense, one of the most bizarre interceptions you'll ever see in your life. If, if anybody missed it, quarterback for Ball State threw the ball, hit his receiver in the foot. Mm-hmm. The ball went bouncing up in the air, and Chaz Chamblitz came up with it. Uh, so, I mean, Georgia did what they had to do. One, impressively, if you just look at the box score. But I'm still a little worried, Shane, about Carson Beck. There's a massive drop-off. It's early, but this not some freshman yeah. that they're that is not that is new to the system. He's he's familiar with the system. He's familiar with the players. He's familiar with the coaching staff. And hell yeah, they won by forty plus points. I get it. But if they were playing a good team, yeah. I think they may have been in a dogfight on Saturday. Georgia's gotta stop sleepwalking. They gotta wake wake their ass up. Yeah, they they really do. That I think the first quarter and that's that's all Bulldog fans came after me after I sent that little tweet out <laughs> about it zero zero after the first quarter. But if you were watching the game like I was, which I imagine they are, you know, you in your gut knows that we just did two drives and got nothing out of Ball State, and it's like you can't do that with them mm-hmm. and expect to turn around and play a team like South Carolina next week and, and continue that same momentum. It does. It's not going to work. You're eventually going to find a team that your defense can't save you from anymore. Now, now this defense, okay, I want to say they were dialed in. They look good. Special teams did look good. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they did make Ball State, you know, pay for every mistake that they made. But, but again, we're going to need more from that on the offensive side. Now, later in the in the game, Beck kind of loosened up, and you could kind of tell that, that he was just kind of firing off at will. But I'm still a little worried about the running game. Uh, this isn't the George, the Kirby Smart team I was thinking. You know, I was expecting a hundred yards rushing by two court, two running backs. But yeah, you know, I don't know. What's your thoughts on the on the offense side? Well, I just got I get just so distracted I by know. these he comments. Started laughing. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, what did I say? Something? I no, no. What of, I, I can't. I apologize. I can't even say this guy's name. Tokua or something. Yeah. He says I'm a bit worried about Beck and Hobo. About Mike Bobo, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I am. I'm legitimately worried because the the aspiration is not. I don't care what Georgia fans say. Yeah, the goal is not to beat Ball State by forty points. No yeah. one gives a shit. Yeah, I don't even think they care, even though they're pretending to care. The goal is to win a national championship. Yeah, can Carson Beck win him a national championship? He can, but based on the, not on the hype, not on the preseason magazines, not on these lists. Did you see where PFF had Carson Beck? And none of that matters. Yeah. What matters is his two performances that we've seen so far this season. Is that good enough to win the national championship? Hell no. Right. That's the answer. Yeah. Now he's got ten more games to improve, and he will. Yeah. But I'd be I'd be concerned going into SEC play. Now he's going up against one hell of a quarterback. In old Spencer Rattler. Nice segue there. Yeah, let's. We we just we got a ten dollar donation here, Shane. Shout Fan out. of the podcast, Spencer Rattler. <laughs> Alan, appreciate you. I don't know how to say your last name. Spencer Rattler, fifty five of sixty six on the eighty three percent. Yeah, six hundred ninety eight yards, four touchdowns, 
125.88 passer rating. You had him ninth on your list. He smirked at you and said, okay. <laughs> if that O-line gets t- together, it's a brutal world for the opponent. Well, that's true. I mean, he's been incredible. Yeah, Spencer Rattler's playing the best football I've ever seen him play, and I've watched every damn game he's ever played, Shane. So now it gets real, though. I mean, it's, that's great. He could be a 1,000 for a 1,000. Yeah. He's got Georgia this week Yeah, in Athens. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to put the team on his back. And it doesn't look like he's going to have much help on the offensive line. So this is going to be critical. This is, this is where Spencer's college career is defined, Shane. At Georgia, Mississippi State at home, which the defense playing lights out. At Tennessee, another defense that's yeah. playing lights out. And then we could throw Florida on top of it because their their defense. We'll get to them. They're they're looking much improved. But this is the stretch we've been waiting for for literally nine months to see how South Carolina comes out the other side. They're already dropped one, but if they can steal one, whether it's Georgia, whether it's Tennessee, ninety a hundred out of a hundred, Spencer Rattler passer ratings yeah. here. South Carolina fans would trade a North Carolina loss for a win over Georgia or a win at Tennessee, both of which are on the road. Do they get it done? They can. They can. They can. They can. And, you know, watching this game, Spencer was great. Yeah. And I want to give him the, all the pro- – in fact, I would say if I was ranking – because I asked you this question when you were uh, doing your little – uh, podcast, uh, what, what did you call it? SEC sucks. Yeah, yeah emergency. Go check it out on YouTube. Emergency. <laughs> it was great, and because uh, you were saying a lot of the same things as fans were thinking, you know. Um, but I will say this about about Spencer: if I'm ranking the quarterbacks right now, yeah. he's number one on the list for me. Mm. I would go Spencer. I would go KJ, and maybe Jackson or. Hell, maybe even the backup sellers. I don't know at this point <laughs> because you got to mention it. Old Goggles was pretty good too out there. But I, I joke, but this is not just about Spencer. The offensive line finally gave him some time, and it looked like they cleaned up quite a bit. Now, this is Furman. Right. So I wanna, I don't Number wanna, six in the country. I know. Badass Furman came <laughs> in here. And don't, don't, it was, a, it was a little game there for a little bit. They were winning. But the receivers. The what I loved about it was they bullied every damn reception, especially the long ball. When when Spencer started throwing it down, it's like he he didn't it didn't even have to be in a perfect spot. These receivers bullied their way into a catch, and that's what I love about the South Carolina, especially the receiving core, is they are some big physical dudes. And when you're thinking about games like Georgia and Tennessee and all these these tough opponents that are coming up, yeah. if they keep playing the way they're doing, it Spencer doesn't have to be perfect. As long as he can get it into an area, these guys are going to come down with the ball. Mm-hmm. I I just can't wait. That's going to be that's SEC CBS. That's the first one of the season, so that's yeah. always a little extra hype and anticipation for yeah. that. So who knows? Again, and I keep saying Georgia's not on their A game. Now, they'll need yeah. Georgia to not be on their A game, but they haven't been. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just, I again, I want to set expectations. You know? <laughs> I'm going like, to do, I'm gonna have to do a bet for that I one. I do this all the time, you know, and I'm like, oh, God, South Carolina, I'm not locking you down. Okay. Well, maybe. I don't know. They look good. I don't know what the spread is just yet. But I, I, I but watching them, you know, you got to remember, they lost to North Carolina. They, 
they which ended up did they lose the App State beat North Carolina this week? I mean North Carolina won by a point, I okay, believe. Okay, so you see what I'm saying? Not too much for drop off there. And then we got Furman. So that's our two test samples here. So I don't want to get too excited. Mm-hmm. But I will say after two weeks, I'm very pleased with the progress that they made from week one to week two. I feel like they realize they've got some mistake, some some areas of concern, and they addressed it and they fixed it, and we got to see a better team this week. We're we're already getting requests. Please, God, South Carolina, lock of the lock week, it, lock it down. <laughs> That's the most popular one. That one, and uh, of course, ball fans want me to lock down the Florida Gators. <laughs> <laughs> it's a competition right now. All right, uh, how about man? This was. This was stunning, Shane. I couldn't believe it. I mean, this was one where it was the first kickoff of the weekend. So I just, you know, I was going to watch it, of course. But if this was, if there was like four or five games on, I would not have even given this game a glance in live action. I would have been glued to the other games. But because it was the only one, it was on the big screen. I was locked in for Kentucky versus Eastern Kentucky. I never even heard of Eastern Kentucky till now. And Eastern Kentucky, Shane. They were in a dogfight with Kentucky. Four-quarter battle. Kentucky kind of came on late, but they, this is two weeks in a row, Shane, where Kentucky's messing with their their food, so to speak. Yeah. They're getting right out of the gate, block, punt. EKU sets up a touchdown. Kentucky didn't score until uh, like two seconds left in the first half. Right. And they, I believe they scored two touchdowns in the fourth quarter to kind of pull away. Yeah. But this is Eastern Kentucky we're talking about here, Shane. This was my dark horse to win the yeah. East, to make you know a giant run, and I mean they they looked awful. Yeah. Do you, do you? But do you see after this game? Did you see any light at the end? Like that these that these guys are just on the verge of figuring it out. I know it's t- it's tough when you you battle a team. And and you, but yeah. there was some stupid mistakes. There was some, I mean, amazing plays by Eastern Kentucky. I don't want to just, you know, shit on their program because they right. came to play. But did you see anything in this in this game that made you feel better from week one to this point here? Are you seeing any progress on any side of the ball there? Well, I mean, Leary. I mean, four touchdowns. Yeah, two hundred ninety nine yards. They out they outscored them twenty one to ten in the second half. Mm-hmm. But you should. Yeah. You should be doing that with your backups in. Right. They're doing it with the starters. So when they put it all together, yes, they are looking good. But <laughs> I don't know. I'm just very concerned, Shane, that I've missed the mark yet again <laughs> on yet another <laughs> team here because Kentucky, Ray Davis, I mean, he looked pretty solid, 52 yards. Davian Robinson, 136, two mm-hmm. touchdowns. But I don't know, Shane. I mean – to end the game, touchdown, 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 touchdown for Kentucky. But the fact that they had to do that yeah. to beat this team is a massive, massive red flag. And they got to get their shit together. It just feels like the chemistry's off, you know? It's just mm-hmm. – I, I thought by week two we'd be jailed and, and, you know, that Cohen offense would be humming at this point. And it just – again, we're, we're seeing flashes of Ray Davis. We're seeing flashes of Leary. And it's just – we're two weeks into this thing, and and the benefit for Kentucky is you got Akron. What Akron next week, I believe. Yeah. And then uh, Akron at Vanderbilt. This is very winnable games. Florida obviously. at home, which we don't yeah. know how good they are quite yet. But I mean, these are three games that you're probably favored in. You should be favored in. Yeah. I'm not saying you're going to win them all, but you probably should. 
Maybe that Florida. That's, at that's this more moment, of a toss I'm not up. penciling Florida. Right. Because Florida did improve. They did look pretty good, and we'll get to them here in a second. But yeah. right now, Kentucky has got two more weeks, and, and not a lot of programs have that in the SEC. But, mm-hmm. again, we have got to see some improvement. I didn't. The reason I asked you that is because I did not see a vast improvement from week one to two. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was a little discouraged in that. And you just – Given the fact that it's not like Kentucky plays a bunch of freshmen, you know, they play a lot of juniors and yeah. seniors, slow starts, tedious penalties, holdings, offside, getting blocked punts against EKU. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I, I, I never in a million years would imagine that. I mean, I thought they'd blow their doors off. Yeah. I really did. But you just referenced Florida. Shane. Speaking of blow the doors off here, <laughs> they beat McNeese, mighty McNeese, Shane. We, let's credit Florida, Shane. Yeah. Bounce back, awful weekend for the SEC. They showed up. They beat they beat them forty nine to seven. Graham Mertz looks like a machine. The defense totally suffocated. I was a little thrown off, Shane, when I was watching this game. It was on ESPNU for some reason. I, I you know the rest of them were on ESPN Plus, but every player had McNeese on their. I was like, these guys are all related. Yeah. But no, they. I guess they don't have the budget to to do their own yeah. name on there. But uh, that was pretty wild. But hell yeah. Down in the dumps, could have went many different ways, could have struggled like many of these other teams did. They put a whooping on McNeese, and they look like they're ready for, for Tennessee. Yeah, and and it's it's funny because we, we talked about week one against Utah. Mm-hmm. What were they lacking? Clearly it was the running game. Yep. And, and that's why I was like, when we're talking prize picks, I was like, put it all on these Florida guys because you know they're going to overcorrect correct, and mm-hmm. they're going to come out here, they're going to be aggressive. And that's exactly what they did. And I love the rotation. They got three guys. It's not just two dudes. Mm-hmm. They got three running backs down there, and all of them are productive when they're in there. So there's no drop-offs. And that's what I love about this is just how deep that room is. Yeah. But, again, you build in confidence with that offensive line. This is what you want to see with McNeese State. This is what you want to see with some of these other shitty teams, like I said, the Eastern Kentuckys and, and the Ball States and all these guys. You wanted to get out there and practice your offense and use it as a preseason game, not a actual – barn burner that comes down to the fourth quarter and you're praying you win. That's what Florida was able to do. They wanted to establish a run. They came out, they established a run. Later they said, hey, let's work on this passing game. They worked on a passing game. But they st- they kept moving the chains. They kept scoring points. Uh, Florida Gators had little to no m- mistakes in here. And that's important, Mike, because there were so many mistakes week one. That's, that's a sign of a – in my opinion, a good coach. That's my my opinion of a good team when they can identify the mistakes they made week one and they don't make them week two. And you can, you're saying, okay, well, you're comparing Utah and McNeese State. No, a small mistake during McNeese State may not result in a, a sack. You know, Mertz may, may get out of that. But it, you play a team like Alabama, then it's a sack. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Those small, dumb mistakes I did not see, which led me to believe that we saw that progress. So best out of all the games this weekend, the most complete one was the Florida Gators. And going into this Tennessee matchup, which we're going to get to all week because it's it's Florida week, man. It's time to eat them (laughs) Gators, you know. You only eat Gator meat like once a year, you know. It's like fruitcake, you know. You just – so what I'm no, I don't eat fruit. I don't even know why I said that. We'll save that for saving. I think that's what he's eating down there. But but I will say this, you know, 
coming into this week, Florida is is humming, and Tennessee is is a little bit rocky right now. Yeah, and I think this sums it up fantastically, Shane. Two comments back to back. One from Austin. Mm-hmm. Balls are gator bait this week, baby. <laughs> and then Jose immediately after. Literally no one is scared of Florida. Vols about to embarrass them <laughs> losers. So that's what we love about SEC. I mean, everybody thinks, you know, our team's going to whoop ass and all that. Our final one real quick, Shane. LSU, talk about a bounce back. Yeah. Beats Grambling. 72 to 10. Jaden Daniels was efficient as hell. Defense, uh, just so-so. I mean, this one was, I believe it was 14 to 10 at one point mm-hmm. before, uh, you know, LSU did what LSU's supposed to do against McNeese. But, uh you know, uh, not a, not a ton to take away from here. They did what they were supposed to do. Yeah, they scored a bunch of points. Everybody got to play in this ball game. But yeah. this this is why you schedule a grambling right after a, a big matchup with Florida State because you need that confidence booster. Absolutely, and that's that's exactly what this game was was to get right. Just kind of like yeah. I was telling about Florida. <laughs> yeah. You know, we led them last week talking about it, and now they're at the very bottom of this list. So they'll work their way back up. I promise. <laughs> All right, last thing here, Shane. We always love to talk about the gambling lines. Week three, opening lines are out. Yes. Got some conference matchups. Some big-time games here, Shane. Tennessee at Mm -hmm. them Florida Gators. Yeah. What do you think the opening line is? And and this has changed quite a bit, actually. I'm seeing Tennessee 28. Oh, 28. I'm asking. Oh, okay. Uh, I say Tennessee right now, four and a half. Yeah. I mean, I think that's dead. It depends on where you're getting it. It opened at seven. It, yeah. And then I saw four. Now I, now I think it's hovering at six. But okay. Yeah. One score type ball game. So this, this going to be a, a game that's probably going to be determined, you know, final possession, turnover battle, things Absolutely. of that nature. It's, that's going to be a great one. South Carolina at Georgia. Yeah. SEC on CBS, the first one of the season. Georgia, 18. 26. Oh, man, no respect. No respect for Spencer. Come on. You thought we disrespected you. (laughs) Vegas hates you. (laughs) How about LSU at Mississippi State, SEC Nation? Big time game here out of the SEC West. LSU at Mississippi State. LSU, 13. Nine. Okay. All right. So there's some respect for Mississippi State. Kansas State at your Missouri Tigers. I told yeah. you last week it won, but it's changed, brother. Yeah, I would say Mizzou 14. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'd say they're going to still lean Kansas State here. Uh, we'll say three and a half. Six. Oh, okay. So it has shifted since that MTSU one, Ooh. brother. Hey, that's exactly where we want them. Yeah. Maybe I do lock that one down. Oh. <laughs> maybe they. Maybe. <laughs> How about uh, BYU at Arkansas? Arkansas. I haven't watched any BYU, so I'll say 12 and a half. Eight. Okay. What is their. Do you know BYU's record? Uh, I do not, but I can look yeah. that up real quick. Yeah. Just curious. All right. How's everything else going for you, buddy? While I, look this <laughs> I forgot, up? yeah. Live, you know, we could. We gotta... BYU is 2 0. They've beat Sam Houston 14 0 and Southern Utah 41 16. Mm. So they played nobody. Nobody. Okay. It's like Utah, but worse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about Alabama at South Florida? Why is this? Why is Alabama going to South Florida? I don't know. 
Oh, uh, Bama, 28. 31. Whoa. Revenge tour starts in South Florida. <laughs> Does Bama lose to South Florida? No. All right, Louisiana Monroe at A&M. A&M, 16 and a half. No love, Shane. 31. No, I am I'm out right You're now out? on the Aggies. Okay. Yeah, maybe I'll lock them down. Vanderbilt at yeah. UNLV. Uh, UNLV, uh, I don't know, three, three and a half. Barry Odom's the head coach down there. Vanderbilt by two. Okay. Well, that's going to be a close one. Georgia Tech at Ole Miss. Ole Miss, 22 and a half. You were closer. 18 <laughs> the first time around. Akron at Kentucky. Kentucky, 23. 26, you almost nailed that one. And then last but not least, hey, they're part of the family now. Wyoming at Texas. Texas. The number one team in the SEC. 40. 28. <laughs> Wyoming must be good. I don't know. I, I have know. no idea. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, hey, buddy. Ugliest uniforms, yeah. Wyoming. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Anything else before we hop off the line, brother? Bowling Green's close. Bowling, Bowling Green's Green is pretty a bad. Nasty one too. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, no, that's it, man. Rough week, <laughs> snap and clear. Nobody, every team that lost this week can still win a national championship. Yeah. Okay. It can still happen. So there's no reason to panic. Now, after this next week, we're, we start panicking. <laughs> week three is like it, it, it's time. You know, the the play time's over. LSU did it last season. Lost yeah. in the non-conference, bounce back. Everybody's undefeated in conference play. Mm-hmm. Your path to the playoff, your path to a conference championship, completely wide open for everybody. Absolutely. And it can't get any worse. <laughs> it literally can't get any worse the way these teams have been playing. So it's all up here, uphill from here. It's got to be, right? Absolutely. All uphill. You know, it's funny. I, my boss takes me. He was like, he's a big, big 12 fan. He's like, uh, he goes, Go change it to the Big Twelve podcast. And I was like, no. I said we've already embraced Texas as one of our own. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I can't wait for it, man. I can't wait for uh, some wins to come piling in, which they will yes. this weekend. So appreciate everybody for tuning in, and especially on the YouTube that's blown up. Really appreciate all the comments, all the super subs. We got eleven donators on this episode, Shane. Thank you. We thank each and every one of you for hanging out. We'll catch you. On the next one. All right. See you guys. Go balls. Need some gambling money.